Does it have uh, cup holders? Yeah. Does it have a USB aux cord, Dude, or do you have to only use Bluetooth? We went from a car that didn't even have, I don't think, an aux jack. Whatever what do you have to use, a tape player? Or what did... The thing that you put into the tape player if you wanted to do it. Oh, or yeah, the yeah. thing that you like tune to the radio. Oh, this is like night and day. Yeah, and so now we have Bluetooth. You have you a head-up display. Have, like, you have a laser sight. We got. We have a display. We have like... Do you have the thing like from Terminator where it tells you, fuck you, asshole? <laughs> yeah. Can you play YouTube videos? Or, like, Can't play YouTube anything? videos. And there's no like uh, headrest screens or anything like that. Uh, there's no stewardess giving you uh, food. Do you have the food trough? The, it's like a trough that goes in front of you and it holds like a bag of Fritos. Oh, the, the, just, the glove it, compartment? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right with the dip. <laughs> Oh, it's got all that stuff. That's great, yeah, it's man. got it. Uh, now this conversation is getting boring, so let's start the yeah, episode. Yeah, man. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, <laughs> but uh, so I was going to start asking you about like the the car loan, but then I thought, you know what? Uh, let's just get on with it, man. Let's do it. Welcome to Every Damn Thing. This is a podcast where we rank everything in the universe and beyond the universe as well. I'm Phil, and I'm Jake. And we're here to guide you, the listener, through the list of everything. So every episode we take one or more items and we tell you where those items rank on the list of everything. So Phil, for listeners who want to play along, where can they view the list? The list can be viewed by going to everydamthing.net. You can find a link in the show notes. And um, also, i got to let you know, we like to use cuss words sometimes. It's more Jake than it is me. He's got a dirty mouth. And yeah, we, probably. I don't have a it. child, so. He, he's like, he's a naughty boy. He's a, 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 what you call a stinker, and he, he likes to say filthy words sometimes. Yeah. So that's me. So anyways, Phil and I, we've known each other since adolescence. And long ago, while exploring forbidden territories, we uncovered a great and powerful artifact. If I remember it right, it was in the ruins of a doomed civilization. Yeah, a precursor race of intelligence so advanced that we were insects before it. Anyway, this great and powerful artifact was a list of every damn thing that has ever or will ever exist. Uh, ranked, of course, from best to worst. Immediately after finding the list of everything, we committed it to memory, but we were separated from it when it was stolen by someone. Or something. And it was lost to us for all time. Unfortunately, we were gassed by the person. Or thing. Who escaped, but the gas had psychoactive properties which transferred our memories of the list into the deep recesses of our subconscious minds. <laughs> so we can now only access the list little bits at a time. Uh, we access it through an arcane mystical process that looks a lot like what they call shooting the shit. And through this process, podcasted for your listening pleasure, we will gradually uncover the list of every damn thing. The list currently has, let me check, five items on it, with Hank Williams Sr. at the top and Hank Williams Jr. at the bottom. And then in between them are crows, Oreos, and double stuff Oreos. Uh, we're going to add some more today, and I'm yeah. ready. And let's start off by uh, doing three things that were submitted together by one listener. Now, for clarity's sake, we're going to rank these three things not relative to one another, but relative to the overall list. But they'll be ranked relative to each other as it's well. It's true. You can, you can peel them out and see where they lie relative to one another. Yeah, let's get to it, man. Let's get to it. So let's get to it. Yeah, this uh, these were submitted by our listener, Pete G. And a dear friend, I should add. Dear friend. And who has also helped us with the production of the show. Yes, good for noting that, Phil. Uh, and yeah, he had asked us to rank three types of clothing. The first is oh, a Tommy Bahama shirts. I, he wrote Tommy Bahamas, but I think he he's thinks about them a lot. Shirts. I know this guy. He, he he has done a lot of thought about Tommy Bahama shirts. Yeah, and I have not. In fact, I didn't do much research for this uh, episode. Tommy so. Bahama shirts. I think you can get them at Costco, and if not, they they seem like the kind of thing you can get at Costco. Now they for, they have their own retail spaces. Yeah, but they're for laid-back dads. Uh, they're like Hawaiian print, but they're kind of whimsical. They're, they're whimsical shirts 
for silly dads. I wouldn't call them strictly Hawaiian, but they're generally, um, I would call them tropical themed. The vibe I get from it is very few people ever get knocked out by someone wearing a, a Tommy Bahama shirt. Oh, well, it depends if you're in a place where everybody wears Tommy Bahamas. But yeah, that's a good point. It just seems like the vibe is like, is a chill dad vibe. So yeah. not like an, not an aggressive, abusive stepfather or vibe. Or even, even like, a grandpa. And it's... It's not a UFC thing, right? I think they're more upscale. They're not, you know, very upscale, but I bet you that it's at least sixty bucks per shirt, if not a hundred. When you see a dude in a Tommy Bahama shirt, you don't think like, "Oh, damn, he's gonna knock my teeth out." That's right. Although one thing that I've heard recently is that uh, I don't know if it's Tommy Bahama specifically, but that alt-right people have taken oh, to they... wearing Hawaiian shirts and maybe Tommy Bahama shirts as a code, as some way to let each other know. I want to say Tommy Bahama shirts aren't exactly Hawaiian shirts. Like, some of them might have a tropical print of some kind. I'm going to look up a Tommy Bahama shirt right now as we speak because I, I don't want to... I think that sp- they are... Oh, they yeah. Are Actually, these Pacific... Tommy Bahama shirts... I want to say they're at the very least generally tropical, if not Pacific Islander. And they're, you know they're what? The, Looking they're at the, it now, I can imagine getting knocked out by someone wearing one of these. Yeah, like, but maybe... one maybe, time I was in Mexico, and um, somebody threw a bottle at someone else, and it nearly hit my wife and I. And it was like, dudes on vacation from the Midwest. And I realized they had these on, and they were knocking each other out. So I could have very well have been in between the two of them getting knocked out, right? If I was standing in the wrong place, I could have got in with that bottle. Yeah. Although those particular people might be wearing some cheaper version of something that looks like a Tommy Bahamas. I don't know. They seem serviceable. I, I think that they're... I don't think too much about them, really. I don't yeah. know really in terms of what they mean, you know? Um, the sem- the semiotics of them. I've gone to their um, the Wikipedia, and it looks like they're... This seems like it was written by somebody at the company about their history. I'm going to read it out loud. Um, Does it tell you about the magic powers you get when uh, you wear them? Uh, you mean, like, alt-right powers? No, I don't think it's an alt-right thing, man. Okay, well, I think it was briefly. At least Hawaiian shirts were briefly an alt-right thing. Oh, okay. Like, this is like recent news. Like Trader Joe's. Okay, go on. Anyways, uh, so uh, Tom Margolis, Bob Emfield, and their wives dreamed up the idea of Tommy Bahama, a lifestyle of never leaving the beach. Oh, Uh, Oh, it's kind of like a, it's adjacent to a uh, a Cabo Wabo lifestyle. Yeah, it is. Uh, Or like a parrot head thing. Oh, it's a bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the outset, the three envisioned... The kind of upscale casual apparel, so upscale casual apparel, it's for refined island living. Uh, and they launched a collection of menswear uh, that transported people to an island state of mind and celebrated the best part of the week, the weekend. Um, I've been in a few of their stores. They're usually in upscale malls. I think there's one, they have a restaurant in Palm Desert, California. Is, is, is it like a Parrot Head nice. situation? Or what is yeah, it? it is. I mean, it's it's a little bit less whimsical than Parrot Head, but it's, it's a lot like, is it it's dead kind of like a tiki bar, you know? It's not dead yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But it's I like, get the vibe. If you took a Margaritaville, the chain restaurant, and uh-huh. a, a tiki bar, and combined it with like... Yeah, I get it. It's square in the middle of that stuff. And the clothes themselves are serviceable as shirts. They're not like... I honestly think they're they're probably well made and a pretty good price. My father-in-law is super into Tommy Bahama as well. He, he grew yeah. up in Hawaii, so... That fits his vibe, too. Yeah. Do we know enough about these to rank these? I think we do. We do. Okay, uh, here's the thing just... about them. I feel about as neutral as you could feel about them. Right. Um. So I kind of want to put them... Below the the good things on the list, but above the bad things on the list. I mean, it sounds like you're saying kind of in the middle. So let's... I think that line right now is... Um, Oreos and double stuff Oreos, right? Yeah, exactly. I would say they're better than double stuff Oreos, these shirts are. They're okay. relatively innocuous. 
I feel like I've worn one in the past. I've definitely worn and something I, like it, and I feel like they're comfortable. I've and also lived that lifestyle. That lifestyle is nice. Like that, I think yeah. that lifestyle has something going for it that gives it a, at least a little bit of an edge. Like people I, that I know that like them. I, think I gotta it, say, Jake. Eventually, we're gonna get to the parrot head lifestyle, the Cabo Wabo lifestyle. The what's the other one that you said? Isn't that all of them? It's basically the only ones you can choose from. Yeah. Eventually, we're gonna get to all those, and, and so we'll have we'll have to reckon with it. But I think for right now. We can we can rank it as below Oreos but above double stuff. Um, I have to say that I think that I would like to rank them above Oreos. That's cool. Oreos are not good for you, and they taste okay. kind of bitter. They're surprisingly bitter if you think okay. about and it. And so, so, what's right above Oreos? Crows. So they'll be crows? below crows. I think I want to put them above crows. Crows are gonna find out. Don't do it. <laughs> they'll find out. Okay. They don't. They won't like it, man. Trust me. Okay, like, so we're gonna to put Tommy Bahama below crows. Also, Tommy Oreos. Bahama shirts won't have funerals for. Dead Tommy Bahama yeah. shirts. And also, bear in mind, this will. isn't talking about a themed restaurant. We're, we're talking about the shirt specifically. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. So we'll We're not talking bo- about that concept, the, the greater gestalt, the worldview. We're not no. talking about the Weltanschauung. Yeah, but, of, these, but these shirts evoke that, you know? Um, I mean, yeah, they're like what's that called where every little thing has a piece of the whole thing within it? I don't know. It's, I wish I knew that word, man, because I would have sounded like a smart yeah. dude if I... But yes, every shirt contains within it, like the seed of the... The concept of Tommy Bahama. So yes, if that appeals to you, to, for, to be honest, Jake, I'm opposed to like all this traveling by air, exposing yourself to COVID. Well, yeah, uh, but you don't have to, to travel by air to to go to the islands. Uh, to, or to that's have a, a good to call. Have a, you just and it's there. also about a state of mind too, you know. So um, astral projection. Like the those shirts transport the islands to you. A good point. You know, but with a without the carbon footprint. Yeah, so I think they should go. Uh, I think you're right, though. They're not better than crows. Yeah, and also they're not going to get angry if they find out. So let's yeah, leave exactly. Them as they are. What's the number for that then? They're number three on the list. Oh, number three on the list. Wow, crows were yeah. number two, huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Next thing. Along. Next up, the what is it? Band shirts, I think, right? So they don't mean shirts that have been banned by somebody. He no. means like a a shirt that a band wears. It says Megadeth on the front, and on the back yeah. it tells you the tour that they went on. Or it says yeah, it says Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I gotta say, one time I was gonna buy a band shirt. It was a Ramones shirt, and I had it in my hands. I was about to buy it, and then on the back it said the Ramones. It was like the one with the the traditional Ramones shirt. Maybe you know what? It might have been was a this like a Halloween costume where you were gonna dress up as the Ramones? So you bought I a shirt that said the Ramones. No, it was. I think it was actually a Misfits shirt, and you know the one okay. with the skull on the front. So I'm like, oh yeah. cool, I want the one with the skull on the front. On the back of the shirt, it said the Misfits, like this and that, and I was like, man. I don't want the, the shirt that says the Misfits on the back. I want the one that just has the skull on the front. I don't, it's like, a, you and I have talked before about a Halloween costume for kids. You're yeah. going to be Darth Vader and you get a, a, this little like tunic made out of plastic. It has a picture of Darth Vader and it says Darth Vader. And it's like, if there's one thing Darth Vader doesn't have, it's a, <laughs> it's a picture of himself with his name, right? There yeah. must be somebody who does, but he yeah. doesn't, you know? Or so it's I, not I never, something that he would wear outside of his bedroom. Yeah, and I guess it's a kind of cosplay or something. No, I guess not. You just say it. I like this band. I went to the show. I know that bands now, they make their money off of selling shirts, not off yeah. of selling records at the shows, right? Oh, yeah. And you do that for a living. You're selling band shirts. So we can't put that too low on the list. It's not the only thing that I do now. Um, in fact, during these COVID times, nobody uh, tours. Are there problems that me as a layman wouldn't know about these things? Or is there something about them that I don't know? <laughs> there's probably a lot about like. them that you don't know, but nothing that would uh, detract oh, too much. Oh, big me, eh? Uh, there's, there's you, a... I feel like I know about, I feel like if there's there's nothing about the shirts that I, don't, I need to know, you're the experts on band shirts. I, some of them are okay. Uh, some of them look really cool. The Ramon shirt I already yeah, mentioned th- is a great looking shirt. Well, they're good because they, uh, 
they make money for bands. They support art, right. essentially. It is sort of a way of um, expression it's, for for the for the and you fan can put your well record. As, it's like having a record collection that you get to wear on your shirt, and and you're out there in the world, and you meet someone else who likes the same thing as you. They're like, yeah. oh, you know, you like this record. Guess what? I also like this record. We could be friends. Yeah, you know, we don't have and to. If the we don't like, have to. We don't have to fight. We don't have to be in this fist fight out here in the cold snow outside the bar. Look, you and I have the same band T-shirt on. We could be friends with one another, right? That, they sure, yeah, exactly. People, you, think. Um, you think Tommy Bahama shirts have ever brought anybody I think to they people have. peace? I, I think they definitely have. Hmm. Um, well, they just sort of generally like create a vibe of peace. Um, Isn't there a vibe of exclusivity, though? Because they're like, we all have shirts from this band, and then these guys have this shirt from this other band. There's you know a little I mean? bit of that, like some sort of tribalism, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't see that with Tommy Bahama. I think people with Tommy Bahama... There's a, there maybe is a little bit of class thing with Tommy Bahama. Yeah, there's a narcissism of small differences with band T-shirts, where it's yeah. like to like my dad, two different shirts look exactly the same, but to somebody who's part of the subculture, it's like it couldn't be more different. It's like you know when you watch Beavis and Butthead and they have this friend, I forget his name. His name is like Stuart uh, or Skyler? Martin or something. That, Stuart, that, no Stuart. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. of Kyler. He's not there. He's but a friend know, briefly, but he's a guy who he's their friend and he has like a. I want to say he has like a striper shirt. I think it's a winger shirt. He has a winger shirt. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, if my mom were to watch Beavis and Butthead, well, she actually does all the time. She gets the DVDs. Yeah. But they don't have the music in them. So So when my mom watches Beavis and Butthead, she's like, oh, you know, uh, winger, same thing as ACBC. They're metal, they're rock bands, right? You know, but no, like they're extremely different. To anybody with any background in that area at all, you say that things couldn't be more different. You know I mean? It's it's yeah. obvious what's going on there with that guy's shirt, you know, versus Beavis and Butthead and their shirts. Yeah. And and also that when they had generic shirts in the Beavis and Butthead, when sometimes they were like, couldn't get the license or something. And so they would have shirts that said like hard rock. Yeah. Or like rock or metal and, or, or something like that. Yeah. And I like those shirts more, yeah. to be honest. So maybe that's a mark against band t-shirts. Uh, I, I don't think it is. I mean, maybe it is. Um, so here's some marks for band t-shirts. Um, overall, because they support art they're better than brand names in my opinion like well they uh, are brand you, names they're shirts with the brand on them right but it's not like mossimo or a name that is just all it's naming is the brand what they are but is, is is a band kind of like an apparel company then no or like a di- i mean in a way yes of course but the main product of the band is art is a form of art is, is music you know so well, the shirts like, are also a form of art and, and they and are and, like- but in a way what they represent is not just pure consumerism they represent support of the arts oh it's like when you which is different you donate, how they, how they you donate to npr yeah exactly and get it's a like bag. you get the tote bag you're like look at me i got this tote bag you're like look yeah i'm i'm for supporting this band in okay, a way that's not it. as like shallow as you know just wearing a shirt that says hurley on it i mean i guess hurley might make fucking i don't know hurley might mean something. something to you or, or Tommy bahama yeah. maybe that means something to somebody i don't know yeah i mean they, they do represent they want to draw the stussy so. you know that supports yeah. art right it's true. You're at their desk in high school, you know? So, okay, um, I'm ready to rank band t-shirts then. I, I am too. I'm going to, let's see. Um, I don't have the list in front of me, but I know that Tommy Bahamas are ranked uh, below Crows at number three. Is that right? Yeah. So I would put band t-shirts also below Crows, but uh, ahead of Tommy Bahamas. Uh, I was going to say the same thing. Okay, well, wow, we're really getting on but here. But we're in sync. We, we both touched the artifact. 
and had the wisdom of the ancients poured into our brains. So it's not surprising that we would feel the same way. We it's true. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. That we, you and I frequently don't would disagree on things. And so far, uh, we're moving along pretty well with agreeing on yeah. things. So It's eerily maybe too much. You know, like maybe we're seeing it wrong. Maybe we need some more uh, pluralistic voices. Maybe we'll eventually. I mean, eventually we're going to disagree on something. I could see us having a guest sometime come in and talk about stuff. Well, you're not going to like it if, when we do disagree because I'm going to be right. Let's go to the next one. We'll see. Let's go to the next thing. Also submitted by Pete G. This item is another item of clothing. It's sports team jerseys. and um, Now, sports team jerseys are just like band t-shirts, but for a sports team. Well, they're jerseys, so this this is the thing that the, the players wear, isn't it? Oh, so they have... Well, you mean like a basketball jersey, which doesn't have a, sleeves, so I don't really think... What, what's the point of that, right? That's the problem. Well, a is person like might wear can't. that to the beach... Oh, yeah, good point. Or, like, if they want to go to or an to arm play wrestling basketball. contest. I mean, if they're going, oh, like, yeah, good point. to the park to, to play some basketball, they might, they now, might do that as well. Now, the hockey jerseys, uh, I don't really see the point of those. Although, I really got to say, I like the Edmonton Oilers jersey because it has this cool logo that looks like a drip. Yeah. There's some cool visual design that goes on, and also some really ugly stuff. Uh, but um, I think generally, um, team jerseys, design-wise, are on the high side, on the good side. Like, especially compared to... Um, band shirts band shirts can be good but like yeah yeah the the average team jersey design uh is better than the average band shirt design i know that like they come out with new colors from time to time and so that like when that for example the charlotte hornets first were created they had this color of teal which nobody understood teal yet yeah like it, it was kind of like a trick in people's brain that no one had exploited yet so they they made this teal shirt and everybody had to have it yeah. Which is funny now, because it's like, who, why, who does teal, who does it look good on? I mean, I, I'm pretty pale, maybe, so it doesn't look good on me. So it's really, so it's, it, it's a color that really defines um, an era, or, or like helps define an era, uh, that specific yeah. teal. Because like, I wasn't a basketball fan as a kid, but for some reason, that was, suddenly I knew that the city yeah. Charlotte existed because of that color, essentially. Um, yeah, yeah. That's kind of a thing, a way that, uh, I'm trying to think about the pros and cons of it. Okay, so as far as a person on the street wearing it, like it, it really makes that person stand out. Like if it's if it's your clothing, your or casual clothing. Because you think like, oh, that guy must be on his way to the stadium. That guy must be playing for the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, and there are some ways in which team clothing in general, but jerseys included, have been used to like, uh, used by gangs to like as gang, oh, yeah, as gang yeah, uniforms yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, and like, I'm I, to be, I bet a lot of people have gotten knocked out more yeah, like I mean, by people wearing team. Although you could say the same thing for band shirts too. Yeah, but I think the average person being knocked out, um, I think team jersey uh, wins even over band t-shirts. I could be wrong though, because there's a lot of fights at, at at shows and people wear band t-shirts shows, but there's a lot of fights at sports events. Think about like that guy. He was a Giants fan and he went down to see a Dodgers game oh, yeah. and he got. But it wasn't just because of the jersey that he got jumped. He had been fighting with these guys the whole game. Right. So I don't think we could pin that on that. He was in the hospital the same time as me. Oh, I didn't know that. Briefly. He had been. He was in the hospital for, for months and months, and I was in the hospital for a few days. Let's get to these jerseys, man. Some look good. Some are ugly. We're yeah. not talking about starter jacket. That's a different subject. No, we're not. Um, we're... They're usually not natural fibers like the other ones are, unless you get the real expensive throwbacks. They're probably generally high quality. Um yeah, but like a poly blend versus like right, most band yeah. t-shirts are 100% cotton and Tommy yeah. Bahama probably are 100% cotton too. Yeah. Most, which you probably, because like they're for tropical, they, they can't, yeah. they have to breathe. Um, that's why like most of the jerseys that I see, unless you get the really good ones, there's some kind of sucky blend. So uh, I think I have, I think I know where I want them to be. So yeah, I think I, I might as well. We're probably in the same range. Also, there's some team jerseys that I really like, but some that I 
that I dislike just as much. And, and most oh, because I don't of the really team? care about. Because of the team. You don't yeah. like the Yankees at the pinstripes. You think the pinstripes are ugly. And you know. don't like don't the know. Padres Actually, ones. I might like those pinstripes. Um, I don't like the Diamondbacks jerseys in general. Um, I don't like the but Dodgers. we got to average out. we got to average out the ones you like and the ones we you don't We don't have to like. average them out. I think that most of them I either don't like um, or don't care about. But uh, like I'm judging them as like street clothes or normal everyday clothes. I had a shirt. I had a 49ers shirt. It's not a jersey, but it's a shirt. But let, yeah. just bear with me here. And on the day when I would wear this shirt, um, it, when I was in San Francisco, let's say it would be like the day on a Monday after a football game. Strangers telling me, hey, this game, that, oh, why they have to lose? You know, like everyone wants to talk to you about this. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Everyone assumes that they have, they, it, it's a way to signal, it's be part of this community. It's not a little thing. Like it feels really good when people are saying like, hey, I want to talk to you about this thing. But if I hadn't seen the football game, of course, I'd be confused. I'd say like, yeah, totally. I agree. It's a shame. Uh, what are you going to do? You know, that kind of stuff. But I'm just saying like, it's, it's good that people can, that, that there's something that brings people together. And even though now in these times of COVID, it keeps them apart spatially. But I just think that it's like, that there's a benefit to that. You could say the same thing about bands though as well. So. Yeah, true. And also I personally pick uh, bands over sports in terms of what their, their value to, um, they're valued to culture, I suppose, in society, but some people might feel differently. Uh, so let's. You let's... know what? Well, one of those things has paid for your rent, and True, one yeah. hasn't. So I'm willing, and because you're my friend, and I don't know anybody who's selling the jerseys has put them over the rent. So I think I know where I want to put. Okay, these. so I think we probably agree that they're um, not as good as band shirts. I, I don't think as good as Tommy Bahama shirts, personally. What's after Tommy Bahama shirts? Is that double well, um, Oreos? Oreos. So we're gonna put Oreos. these. I don't know. Maybe I like Oreos more. I think I like Oreos more than sports jerseys. If you were saying, like, of your favorite team, yeah, I know you're a Giants fan. If they said Giants yeah. jerseys, you might put those above. But we're talking about all of them together. Yeah, we're so also talking about Dodgers jerseys. Uh, yeah. And I definitely so like Oreos them, more than those. So it's so like... Let's put, but, but Devil Stuff Oreos are really gross and off-putting. Yeah, yeah. That seems like that's where the, the real gap is. i got to say, it's where the Hank Jr. is below Devil Stuff Oreos. Uh, not to me. He has some songs that we like. But on the other hand, he uh, it's a real mixed bag with him because, like as a human being and we're not ranking him just as yeah yeah we're not ranking his songs even if we're ranking just like the songs of the, the songs of hank jr i would put that category above uh double Oreos, but hank hank jr below um yeah well if you could get whitney houston to sing a hank jr song oh yeah it would be yeah yeah if, that would which, that's what she's doing right now probably she's probably singing a hank jr song with hank senior yeah uh, i don't know what probably. song <laughs> Definitely i don't know i don't know if radio reaches heaven that'd be the good name of a country song Oh, man, that would be a good name of a country song. The way you write a country song is you just need to know a title that's a pun and then work from there. Is like, that right? There's, yeah, there's a song called Hard to Forget. It's about a girl who's playing hard to forget. Oh, I see. It's like they, they've broken yeah, good up. Yeah, point. Anything, and with, anything realize, with double oh, that's how they, or, or like Friends in Low Places is like that, where they're like, um, you know what's a cool phrase? I got I got friends in low places. And then you just kind of you build on that idea. What would it mean? What Why would a guy say he has friends in low places? Let's think about this, you know? Yeah. So the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, sardines. This was submitted. Sardines are my favorite. By our friend, uh, our listener and friend, uh, Nick G. One time Nick and I went on a grueling bike ride. No, we didn't eat oatmeal. It was just a difficult bike ride. We went on a grueling bike ride and we went up into the headlands. And when we got there, um, uh, we um, we ate a can of sardines together and, um, and had some chocolate and peanut butter. Not all together, separately. We had, you know... We had the sardines on like some crackers with mustard. Then we drank some water and then we had some peanut and chocolate. And it was great. One of the best meals I've ever had. 
Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, sardines are great. They're fantastic. I like them with the skeletons in. I like them with the skeletons out. I like them packed in oil. I like them packed in hot sauce. I even like them packed in that weird mustard dill that you can get. They changed the quality of bumblebee sardines to something. It used to be pretty good, but it changed to something awful. I don't know when this was a few years ago, and I haven't been able to eat them since then. I like the Trader Joe's ones. I bought sardines fresh, so not in a can. You chop the heads off, and then you gotta gut them. It's a lot of work no, for like good. a very small amount of fish, so that's why I don't do it anymore. I used to feed your cat sardines. You're, you and I uh, used to live in the same apartment, yeah. um, and when your cat was a little kitten, I would come home from work and I would have a sardine sandwich, but I would give a little bit to him. He loved it. He said, Phil, you're my best friend, and I'm gonna always be friends with you. Now, of course, he doesn't like me anymore. But, well, I mean, yeah, he doesn't say that. No, so he it does, gets you, kind of. It lets you be. He says it with his. Pretty much, he says it, man. <laughs> like, I, I don't speak cat, but yeah. I, your cat doesn't he, like he me. Said, anymore. He says it. He uh, explicitly says it in cat language uh, when yeah, he sees he's you. Like, Get and he does that me. to everybody. I yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't blame. I'm just saying, this is a way that I was able to befriend an animal. I was able to, to gain a a, a, a brilliant mind from eating these oils in the fish, you know. You had to be t- sitting here taking cod liver oil. Meanwhile, I'm just yeah. eating sardines with the skeletons and being superhuman. Um, I was able to connect to my friend Nick with them. They're ecologically really much better than any other fish because you eat them when they're small, so they don't, um, you know, they're they're not in any danger of being depopulated, and also they don't have much of mercury in them but because they're lower on the food chain. They're not predators of the other fish. So I would say they're pretty good, man. I gotta say, I really like them. Okay, well, how, uh, do you, how do you judge them like as not food? You mean with other things? Well, I don't think of them as food personally, so like I'm trying to judge them by diff- oh, like I don't eat as the creatures. Actually, I do eat fish, but I uh, I don't really like it, and so I'm, I don't. If you're gonna look, if you're gonna feel bad about eating meat, I know that fish are alive, and as living beings, they have you know all, animals feel pain and they're they and everything like that. But of all fish to feel empathy for, I don't feel a lot of empathy for them because they're so small. Right. So you don't have to feel so bad about eating them. No, they don't taste good is the other thing. Is the other issue I have with well, them. Well, how are you? I, t- I taste them and I don't them. like them. They kind of taste like like a fish, which I don't really like. Uh, so I'm like, well, that, I, I eat you, fish, but you reluctantly. Need to, you need to work on yourself, man. You need to do the work. Uh, you need to, maybe you need the sardine to like, needs to do the work. No, you need to like, the sardine is right and you need to learn to eat it. It's like, I don't like peaches, but I was eating a peach today because I was training myself to eat peaches. Oh, you, I ate the whole peach. That's yeah. impressive. Now I've tried that with sardines and didn't and didn't like it. I don't know. If, I'm not convinced that I need. Did to it trade. make you? Did it make you gag? Or did we just uh, think you don't like? It? Uh, you know, it didn't make me gag, but like I couldn't. It's the kind of thing where I had to chew it as minimally as I could in order to be able to swallow it. You know. So, if you're someone who doesn't like to eat it, then how are you going to rank it? Well, let's think about this. Yeah, that's you, a good point. Like I, I do rank you it, like. What about the package? Do you like packages? I like the package. You were going to say that I do like that can is very unique. There's not a lot of things that are packaged like that. The old-fashioned yeah. can with the key, with the that, key you that you turn? Yeah, I mean, that's that's exciting to me. Uh, and you like, just, I know you're, you're intrigued by Depression-era hobo stuff. Yeah, I know that is yeah, intriguing that, to you. Like, like cartoon sardines, I'm like really into. Or like drawings of sardines, like... That, yeah. when, when I think of like the good qualities of sardines, I think of like a simple drawing, like maybe an advertisement for sardines that was like on a billboard or like posted on the side of a wall or something, you know, that just shows a cartoon can of sardines with a can screwed part of the way down. And then there's like sardines inside. A like, cartoon cat with a big plate and he's lifting up the... Uh... There's sardines inside that are like... Oh, they're happy? They're happy or they're or sad or something. They're, you know, in some way... Um, yeah, like, yeah. I, I was thinking about, um, I was getting this canned fish. I went to Spain and I got this tuna fish I was going to eat. Am I going to tell you about this? 
the tuna fish, like it had the label, and I didn't really think about what the label was called, but I was making a sandwich, and then I realized the label said meow. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a cat food? Well, like... What I think is that there's a kind of tuna fish that in Spain you people buy for their cats. Oh, mostly. got you. So like it's not, I mean it's not like it was any different than any tuna fish you could buy, but it was specifically made for and canned for the purpose of feeding to cats. Yeah. It was called Meow Brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. It had a picture of a happy cat on it, and it was like I just saw that it was you know it says atun. I was oh I'm gonna make my sandwich with this. It tasted like another tuna sandwich, but. Man, I ate cat food then. But that's different. I mean, that's our sardines. That's I mean, yeah. I mean, cat and also, tuna is cat food. I got to tell you something sardines. happened to me. I was sitting there at work trying to relax, man. And my coworker says, Phil, you seem like a guy who has eaten dog biscuits in his life. Is that true? <laughs> and, and somebody asked me, what kind of guy is Phil? I said, you know, he's probably had dog biscuits. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, is that how you classify people? She's like, yeah. People have either had dog biscuits or they haven't. She said, I can tell you right now in this office, there's a dozen people here. I can tell you which of these dozen people have eaten uh, eaten dog biscuits. You, me, this other guy. Like she was one of them, right? Yeah, she was right on everyone. She's like, everyone that she said had or hadn't eaten a dog biscuit in their life, she was correct on. Unless they lied, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But That's like, great. So, so, so let's go back to is... sardines. This is made, oh, this is, yeah. I think this is where we're going to diverge the most. And like, right. I don't think we probably won't come to usage of, of veto. Uh, by the way, right. each, each of us has one veto. Um, if one of us uses it, we can't um, use it again until. Okay. I want to put, I want, it. let me tell you where I want to put sardines. Okay. I want to put sardines. Okay. Sardines are a renewable food source. They're a healthy food source. They taste good. They're convenient. Um, they're, they have a well-designed package. Um, Jake does not like them. I like it when you don't like things because I, your unhappiness brings a smile to my face. Yeah. Um, That's going to make it hard to uh, come consensus. But <laughs> yeah. So I'd like to put them above crows, below Hank Williams Sr. You're at number two, above crows. Yeah, because okay. crows are threatening my house and home. Crows are messing with my wife's plants. They they squawk. I have to. We have to go buy a fake dead crow to scare the crows away. So I want to put sardines above them. I haven't had sardines well, in several weeks. I'm feeling, I'm feeling like my my sardine light is on. You know what I mean? I got to eat some yeah. sardines. Okay, so I won't eat either of them. So like I'm judging them not on those qualities of mm-hmm. like how good they are. I haven't had issues with crows other than like my suspicions of them. I just think they're talking bad about me. I don't even think they're really plotting against me. And they may be trying to help me and teach me things that I, but I just can't understand them because I don't understand their language. Wait a minute. They may be trying to warn me of stuff and sardines have never done anything like that. Sardines can't go above crows because crows are like, they're thoughtful creatures. And the sardines are just these fish and we eat them. Yeah, exactly. So you talk me out of it. I want to put the sardines below the crows. Below the crows. And so what's band t-shirts? Is that what's after? Yeah, I want to put them above band t-shirts. If you eat sardines, sometimes the oil will spill on your band t-shirt. If you get a little bit of sardine oil on. Yeah, most band t-shirts are black and so it won't matter. No, but it would stink. Right, but if the sardines weren't there, then the band t-shirt would be fine and not stink. So it's the, pr- yeah, it's the presence of the sardines that makes a band t-shirt stink, not not the presence of the band t-shirt. Well, the, if someone's wearing it, if I was wearing the shirt all day without any sardines, it would still stink. No, I never made a living off of sardines, so I couldn't put those above band t-shirts. Man, I feel like I live. I could live off of them, though. I could eat <laughs> yeah. them. I think the sardines have to go above band t-shirts, man. They're better for the, the uh, ecosystem. Then clothing, then like yeah, man, that stuff gets imported from Bangladesh or whatever. I <laughs> I couldn't like it's no. it's gonna be really difficult to, for me to put sardines above band T-shirts. Where do you want to put them? 
because it's mainly an aesthetic thing, like my judging of them is mainly based on aesthetics. I would put them after band t-shirts before Tommy Bahamas. I can live with it. Okay. I can live with it, man. Whew. I can live with it. Sardines are now at number four. Okay. We got one more thing. So the next thing is a comic book character. Oh. This is submitted by Thad. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. friend of ours. Wonderful guy. This comic book character is Gambit from the X-Men. Oh, uh, I don't like it. He was created in the late 80s, early 90s. I was on my way out. So that's the first character where I was like, you know, this isn't for me. I don't like this thing on his head. He's got weird headdress. He wears a trench yeah. coat. He's got like a very extravagant, like really odd looking superhero costume. And then over that, he wears a regular ass trench coat. Yeah. And he's always doing like acrobatic stuff, but he's wearing this heavy clothes. Yeah. And uh, he also speaks in a, uh, he's Cajun and he speaks in yeah. a heavy Cajun accent, which is fine. I got nothing against Cajuns, but. Well, um, that, that's funny because there's someone else who is from the Bayou area who I think might like share some space with this guy. Oh, on our list. Let's think about it. Do you ever read an X-Men story where you said, I really like what Gambit did in this one? No. And did you no. did you watch the X-Men cartoon? I like that he's from the it? Bayou. That's about it. I didn't watch the X-Men cartoon. The coolest you know, thing about Gambit is he uses playing cards uh, as weapons, which is kind of neat, but also fucking Bullseye did that like uh, five years or more before him. So like... But they light up. Don't they light up? They, yeah, they explode. But like... Uh, and so that's kind of cool. He's like... I guess he's like a riverboat gambler, which is... I mean, not that he is a riverboat gambler, but like... He, they, yeah, I'd kind of like it more if he was... If he was more of a... Like, it would make more sense. I think it would be cooler if he... Instead of being an X-Men character, was like... There should have been a set of stories that took place on riverboats where he's... That's a problem about him. And, and it's not always a problem, but he's essentially a solo character that is like shoehorned into a team... Wolverine's the same way, which is well, it's a plus that, for Wolverine, the thing, but the thing about Gambit is he's kind of a... He's a pastiche, too, of, like, what if Longshot was more like Wolverine? Or, you know, kind of, what or if, like, how are we going to have another Wolverine? I don't blame them for trying to do it. I just, visually, I don't think it looked... He looks that cool. And it's in a way that's kind of hard to update. Maybe I don't I don't know, like... any. No, there's no character, that, especially in, like, serial fiction, that you can't redeem. Like, someone could make some great thing with that character next year or next month or maybe right, true did. yeah true I, I have not seen that thing um but that's true like and, and i that would maybe change my opinion maybe you know, the if, fact that i don't like him has kept me from like seeking out a good use if they of him. Had made a movie in the 90s an x-men movie and the x-movie the 90s had had harry connick jr as gambit you know you would have said this is great i don't I think like i would have said movie. that i would have said that that's good casting but um i never liked you would have walked out of the theater and you would have no said, I, w- uh, I want to see this movie again mr movie theater and yeah. then give him your cash oh, wait, money i would talk to the movie theater and call it mr yeah <laughs> you just <laughs> so uh, another note about gambit like here's how i think of gambit and like it's relevant to say this but he's the type of character that when maybe sales are flagging or whoever the creators are of this thing want to like put fresh energy into it they create a character that's a combination of all the things that they think are cool the yeah, best yeah. example of this uh, in the zeitgeist is Poochie from the um, from the Simpsons. Oh yeah, he he's has a, a lot of Poochiness. Yeah, he's him. a rapping dog. Um, Gotta say though, he's half Joe Camel and a third Fonzarelli. Poochie's great. Poochie but, is but, like, but Poochie's I, great because he's like a, a, a reference. He's to this. meta commentary. Yeah, he's, yeah, exactly. But Poochie is great. But most Poochies uh, are not great. Yeah. Like Scrappy Doo's in another example. Not Scrappy's not a great example of this. But he's I was like, just like Poochie is like it's something I think about like pretty frequently. Is like things being like Poochie but like how Poochie is actually it can be a good thing when you grow up and you're watching that Seinfeld or that Simpsons and you're saying oh that you don't want to have it be like Poochie that's bad but no. thinking about it like 
maybe it's not bad, man. Think about it. Is that a hot take? It's, it might be a hot take. Um, so here's examples of things to me that are like Poochie. Gambit, um, Venom, Scrappy-Doo, uh, Chachi. Um, and Chachi's yeah. okay. I really, I, I mean, when I was a kid, I liked Chachi, but I... I, I get it, but but you realize, you see the strings a little bit as you get older, and you're like, oh, it's Poochie. Yeah. They're looking at what works, and then trying to give you more of that distilled. And honestly, it's like, to like sort of mix Happy Days references, it's kind of like, if when you see a Poochie come along, it's a shark jumping moment as well. That means that the thing has sort of lost the original energy that it had. Well, probably, like, Chris Claremont was done with X-Men relatively quickly after that, you know, within, yeah, within a couple of true. years. I think that I can easily... You ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready. I, I would put uh, Gambit at the bottom of the list because I cared less about Gambit than I do about uh, a number of the songs of um, Hank Williams Jr. I want to put Gambit above Hank Williams Jr. Okay, well, I think Do you want to tell you why? Sure. Both of them are Southern men, and, and they both have uneven resumes, right? Okay. And they're both... Fair. One is a fictional character, and one is a real human being. Yeah. But, like... Gambit has like saved the world, presumably true, with the X Men various times. Gone on adventures. Uh, he he falls in love with the rogue from the X Men. He has yeah. he does a lot of things. Hank Williams has like uh, gotten fired from um, ESPN. From they won't they won't play a song before football because he's saying some racist stuff. Or That's true. Like yeah, that. Gambit stands on the right side of the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, I I, can, I I don't I guess I would imagine I can be certain of that. And so at least who he surrounds himself with. As I was saying that I wanted to put him lower than Hank Williams Jr., I was he, I was Hank I was Jr. imagining Hank Williams Jr. as an X Man, and that doesn't work at all. Like it wouldn't work. He'd be a villain like, at, at best. He's you know? like, oh yeah, he's like, oh these people are a persecuted minority. So like, yeah, he'd be like, send good, in the right? fucking Sentinels. This school shouldn't even be here. You think you're better than me with your school in New York City? I'm gonna spit beach <laughs> night in your eye. Yeah, true. No, so, no, I think so. so I want to put him. He's he's better than Hank Jr. And then that was what was after Hank Jr. was it double yeah, stuff? So now there's ten things on the list. So Gambit is number Gambit's nine. number nine. To summarize, we've got Hank Senior at the the best thing. Mm-hmm. Hank Jr. still at the worst thing. Both flawed. Both yeah. flawed human beings. And what's right in the middle? Mm-hmm. What's at number five and six? Remind us. Tommy Bahamas shirts and Oreos. Ah, that sounds about right. To be honest. And I, I think, gotta I say, think... <laughs> the list is a bit top heavy, meaning that the three things that True. it doesn't get really bad until we get to double stuff Oreos. You know, I almost want to put Gambit above the double stuff Oreos because they make me sick when I look uh, at them. Mm, I wouldn't go that far. Why though, man? They make me sick. Yeah, but so does Gambit. Yeah, but like I can deal with it, man. Like if if someone is reading an X Men comic next to me and it's got Gambit in it, I'm saying okay, cool, enjoy it. If someone's eating a bag of double stuff Oreos, smacking their lips. You think I'm going to be able to be in that room? Okay, what if somebody was next to you reading a Gambit comic, and it was like a Gambit comic. It says Gambit on the cover, and there's a picture of Gambit like throwing his cards Finally, on the cover. Finally, the, the Cajun X-Men on his own. And this person is like conspicuously laughing <laughs> and like going like, ooh, and like uh, like, sh- oh, no. like sh- shivering at parts. Yeah, like with that. I would like it. Honestly, what you're <laughs> okay. sa- describing sounds so great to me because I have, I've been locked up in, in quarantine, so it's like you're, you're telling me imagine seeing somebody be happy and enjoy themselves. Yeah, but, they, but like they're that. enjoying themselves with the double, double stuff Oreos too, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, but it's an affront to the universe. Okay, so if somebody was reading a Gambit comic while eating double stuff Oreos... I would say, gross, someone's eating double stuff Oreos. And you Oreos had to like change one thing about the behavior, it would be the double stuff Oreos. Definitely. Uh, I'm going to go with you on this. We can move to Gambit right, in front nice. of double stuff Oreos. I it's really cool. don't have that much of an opinion about them. He's not better than fucking Oreos. Yeah, he, uh, he's still below sports team jerseys. 
which brings people together and feel a sense of community. Whereas yeah, and have good design, way better more. design than any Gambit costume. A Gambit uh, Gambit's you costume you looks go like the me. fucking the the Diamondbacks jersey, which is the worst jersey there is. So. Yeah, but you got to put yourself in like Jim Lee mindset when, when uh, it was created. So yeah. it's like at the time that looked cool. That's what cool what, what looked cool. A lot of things look cool in the nineties, you know. That's how it was. Yeah. Diamondbacks jerseys when they first were invented in the nineties, people were probably like, "Oh, this is what's up." I don't think either looked cool at the time. So um, we, sh- we should wrap this podcast up. Listener, uh, you can find the list. If you want to go look at the list, you can find it. The list of everything and um, our show notes at everydamnthing.net. Our theme song is by Jade Puget. And if you have uh, anything you want to add to the list, it could be a person, place, thing, concept, whatever. If you, Or if you just want to tell us what you think of the show or you disagree with us or you agree with us, whatever. Or you just want to say hi. Um, send an email to list at everydamthing.net. In the future, so you know, we'll be taking uh, submissions into some future Twitter, maybe Facebook, you know, other social media. We'll be setting up that stuff uh, as things progress. So keep an eye out for that. If you enjoyed the show, feel free to review it on iTunes. Tell your friends. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.